0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hey everybody, welcome to Believe Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I am Fred. Mark Mancini's off tonight, uh, or actually today, and uh, Art Source with us. And folks, we're taping this uh, Friday morning at about 1.15, uh, so we'll go from here. Um, but first of all, i got to ask you about last week you know USC could have lost to Notre Dame 27-24 I wouldn't have been uh, totally shocked but 48 to 20 the defense uh, you know wasn't the uh, uh, they uh, wasn't all the blame obviously three interceptions by Caleb Williams uh, didn't help the circumstance but uh, you're a former Trojan give me your comments about a 48 to 20 loss
0: well you know we got beat there my my junior year when they came out in the green jerseys, 49-19. to 19. So I, I've i been there. I know what it feels like. You know, there are some situations that if you don't go in there and and, and realize how important it is, if you can't get fired up playing at Notre Dame against Notre Dame and you're USC, there's something wrong with you. But Alex Grinch and his defense, I've watched it now for two years, and they continually arm tackle. They don't square up. They don't hit people. I mean, their they're pass brush – was non-existent last week and Notre Dame was ranked a hums run for his life. He looked like Ben Gazzara. I mean, it was like he had no chance at all. And I'm saying to myself, you know, can they stop the Notre Dame run? Well, the answer was an emphatic no. And if you can't stop the run in football and I'm going to tell you, they're going to get a dose of it again tomorrow in the Coliseum. When Utah comes to town, Utah is a physical dominating football team. And if SC doesn't have their chin straps buckled on, they're going to be they're going to be in big trouble.
1: Odds right now indicate that uh, Caleb Williams is no longer number 1 as far as the Heisman race or All-American first team. It's Michael Penix up in Washington. Your thoughts.
0: Uh watching him do what he did in Husky Stadium last week was incredible. And I mean I loved it when he was in Indiana. I watched him beat Penn State one game where he reached for the goal line and, I mean, stretched out and, and hit the pylon. And then the most underrated college football coach there is. If you look up his career record, Fred, it'll blow your mind. You'll say, wait a minute, this guy's won 98 games and lost six? How did he do that? You know, and but that's his record. And it seems like he's got the team. And I'm just telling you, I thought Oregon had a real good chance to win that game. But, you know, I think you hit it on the head that Michael Penix is special.
1: Folks, uh, I believe Sports Biz Sports Media also heard on Pod Clips. I'm Fred, along with Art Source from Galaxy Sports, uh, Saturday morning early Pacific time, not so early uh, in Columbus, Ohio, uh, Ohio State, uh, Penn State. And uh, over the last decade, this has been totally one-sided. What about Saturday this week, uh, Art Source?
0: Well, optimism springs eternally up in State College, but boy, I got to tell you, when you walk into the horseshoe as a young man, you know, growing up a little bit in Newark, Ohio, I've been to a lot of those games. Rex, Rex Kern, the great Woody Hayes teams. That's not an easy place to play football. It's loud. You can't hear yourself think. But that's no excuse for Penn State because they play in front of 100,000 people at home. The bottom line is this. Can Coach Franklin get his team ready to play? And can they physically, with their two good running backs, control the ball? Because we've watched Ohio State this year, and they're not quite at the same level they were in maybe the last three years. This is the year. In the last 10 games, if they had a field goal block, that was returned for a touchdown. Otherwise, it would be 10 and 0. But this could be the changing of the guard in the new Big 10, Big 18, whatever you want to call it, Fred.
1: Folks, I uh, believe uh, you can email us, folks, at uh, sportsfred at aol.com. Sportsfred at aol.com. I'll never forget that game that uh, when the kick was blocked. Because uh, they had, well, had that one. <laughs> Was big change. <laughs> so they they had that one won. Um, what about uh, yeah, the, that was amazing. What 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 about the, the the Pac-10 schools moving in, Pac-12 schools moving into the uh, the Big Ten? Uh, can the Washingtons and Oregon's and USC and UCLA really compete, or it's going to take years, or who knows? What do you think?
0: I think all four of them are 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 in a position right now, based on what I've seen this year, although they didn't. Look- played last week or SC Kelly, but it seems like Chip Kelly's surrounding himself with some assistants that do coat, do know how to coach. And I think that's elemental. I mean, you got Kenny Norton who was the defensive coordinator of the Seahawks. is now the linebacker coach at UCLA. He knows how to play linebacker. We know that their defense, other than last week, has been great. You look at Oregon, Oregon's going to get their athletes. I mean, they've got an unlimited budget. Phil Knight is their benefactor. You got the Huskies who used to be a dominant program under Don James back when I was need a defensive coordinator to come in and, and go get some some guys with sand in their pants that can play on the offensive and defensive line. I think they're OK to play in the the big the big 10. <laughs> it's hard for me to say the big 10 when there's 14 teams now and 18 teams. But I think it's going to be OK. What bothers me is you have teams like Washington State, which is a good football team in Oregon which is a good football team. And what's going to be me because I, I've always loved them, and I just, you know, I feel bad. I, I, I want to say, you know, can't they bring some schools in there? But, you know, the Mountain West, they have some contractual deals where it's going to cost teams a lot of money to leave the Mountain West. So I don't know. Uh, are, are those two schools going to be independent next year?
1: I don't know. I think they totally screwed everything up in college sports and I'm not putting you on. I have not opened up my college football yearbook yet because that's how angry I am at what Mark Emmert and his gang did uh, two years ago. And I mean that uh, from from the bottom of my heart. Believe Sports Biz, Sports Media, all sort of pod clips uh, uh, around the world. Fred, two have you seen ago. this
0: Davis Riley play yet? The kid that I'm plays sorry? quarterback. Davis Riley, the kid that plays quarterback for Duke. Yeah. Have you good. watched? Have you seen him yet? Yeah, he's good. That's another great game tomorrow that people ought to take take a look at. you got Duke and Florida State. And Florida State plays Travis, a good quarterback as well. And, uh, you know, plus Tennessee at Alabama is always fun. Who knows if Joe Milton you know, to Tuscaloosa and, and beat the – this is the year they could go there and beat and beat Alabama.
1: You know, uh, Jerry Tarkanian once told me something. And, again, I'm a UCLA fan, and uh, Jerry and I – and then his wife even would come, call us uh, on my national shows, and uh, Lois is a wonderful woman. He, he, one time Jerry, one Lois, uh, one time uh, Jerry said, uh, "You know, uh, uh, if um, they would uh, destroy Long Beach State's program, but they're not going to destroy UCLA's program." At that point, in my heart, I knew he was probably right, but I didn't want to admit it on the air. But anyways, uh, two years ago, Kansas wins the national title and all kinds of uh, possible NCAA crimes against Kansas. And after a year and a half, they get hit with a $100,000 fine or $500,000 fine, which means nothing. And the reason I'm asking you that is now Michigan, uh, G- Jim Harbaugh is being- uh, a yeah, Jim Harbaugh's in big trouble now, again. Well, but, but nothing's going to happen because it's Michigan- and I agreed now with the late Jerry Tarkania. if it's, if it's bowling green, perhaps something's going to happen. If it's the wall and all my relatives are Michigan uh, graduated from Michigan, but I'm just, the truth is nothing's going to happen in Michigan. You know that, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Now, if it was USC, it'd be different, friend.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So the, before we go, uh, The the NBA starts. (laughs) No, but the point
0: on there's rules for the guys on the bottom.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, that's exactly it. There's no rules for the guys on top. In our last couple of moments, uh, the NBA, my first thought is that uh, with Drew Holiday, the Celtics are going to be awfully tough. They they really are. He's a very talented guy. Played his one year at uh, UCLA and, of course, got traded to Portland and then retraded uh, to the Celtics. Those three guys together. Awfully tough uh, to start uh, the season. And uh, the Lakers, if anybody can be healthy, they'd be tough. However, I don't think that uh, LeBron and AD, I don't think either one will play more than 50 games. So I think they're out of it. But what I want to talk about is this load management deal where certain teams hold people out because they feel like holding people out. they are really not injured. Somebody's paid a couple hundred dollars for a ticket or maybe you buy season tickets. Talk about that.
0: You know, Fred, it comes down to the fan again. You know, the way the NBA schedule is set up, the Lakers come out and play Boston. They play one time. If if you happen to be transplanted from L.A. and live out in those areas, and your family has been, you know, Laker fans for years, and you want to take your son to go see the great LeBron or, or Anthony Davis or any of the Lakers, and they don't play that game. Now, if it's a legitimate injury, I understand. But to just sit him down, just to sit him down just because he's a little tired, 82-game season? Really? Then why don't you pay him for seven? fan that loses. Popovich, Popovich and he is. But he's the one who did that when he, when he sat down a couple of guys, I think it was Duncan and, and somebody, and they flew into Miami, and it, it was a meaningless game. And all of a sudden, load management became a real entity. And to me, it's a crock of crap. I don't like it, I think. To play 82 games play and play hard and if you can't go you just to sit down to some I i have problems with that fred
1: I agree with you hundred percent and i agree with uh, popovich and just about everything else he talks about certainly politically i do but uh, the one thing load management i don't think it's fair to uh uh the fans and the fans uh, pay the bills last time i checked uh all right for mario for art i am fred thank you very much for listening to believe Uh, sports uh, business sports media also heard on pod clips and we'll see you around the corner everybody bye
0: thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube